Hello and welcome into the Sora Data Game Week 420 preview. I'm Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdinho on Sora. Joined today by Quinny, who I think is going to be pretty excited about this midweek. <laughs> I'm just going to say I think there's going to be a little bit of excitement. That's all. Yeah. Thank you to everybody for coming in. SR Monkey first. We'll try to um, front load the show. I mean, really, the whole story is going to be about Quinny today. So we'll uh, we'll just do that. <laughs> Bennett said they were hoping for an SR Monkey DNP so they could be first, but got to try harder than that. Ricky, what's up? Ian, hello. It's Wilson. Charlie, guys, thanks so much for coming in. We give all the fist bumps. I still love uh, the mailman. There we go. But anyway, let's just jump right into Aquini because when you go to the Game Week Center and the matchups tab, you just see exactly what you always want to see. Celtics right on top. Yep, that's it. So, yeah, it's funny because midweeks... Uh, I know the, the short time we've been doing the preview show, but just in general anyway, we, we always kind of look at midweeks as like three hits almost. You know, if you've got something in a midweek, and this is the kind of midweek we're thinking about when we say that. It's not necessarily Champions League or uh, Europa Conference League, that kind of thing. It's more these, like what you guys call on this channel uh, very well, an island game week where there's just like, there's just a wee spot on the calendar and there's only a few guys running. And yeah, this is definitely going to be interesting for a few of us. Looks like you're going to have a few guys running this week, I'm guessing. Yeah. I've only got, um, I've got three goalkeepers and like three strikers or something. So I'm like quite narrow in my bandwidth, yeah. if you get me. But like the, the strength is, is there. Obviously, it's all Celtic basically. Um, but yeah, right on top. And I think like as far as matchup tabs go, like St. Mirren are one of the informed teams in the league at the moment. Um, I don't think they're second anymore, but they're definitely right in amongst it. And even under Postacoglu, St Mirren did give Celtic some problems last year. You know, it wasn't, uh, you know, any teams that we dropped points off of, I think it might, was probably St Mirren last year. Uh, so it's not going to be, you know, just a, a walk in the park, let's say. Mm -hmm. But I think as far as Soraya goes, you know, if we walk out with a 2-0 win, most people probably have some good scores uh, backing them up. Particularly for how thin the field is, it'll probably be just about good enough for a result like that. Yeah, I think it is kind of important to to recognize that that like while Celtic have, at least from an odds perspective, like the best matchup of the game week, that doesn't mean it's like the best matchup ever. Like it's just that yeah. it's, it's comparatively to the other ones. We talked kind of numerous times about, and everybody seems to be talking about how awful Ajax have been. They're the second biggest favorite, and so it kind of gives you just an idea of what what the game week could be like. Like you said, we're not we do call them yeah, kind of like these island games, and and this. This type of game week is exactly why or when like stacks and collections pay off the most, because if you have a Celtic stack or an Ajax stack, like, you know, all of your players are going to play. And if you happen to get them in a matchup that is really favorable when they're not that many other favorable, favorable matchups, excuse me, that's when you want to have your cards. So there is no second division Europe. Ooh. And there is no Asia. America has... Um, Brazil Serie A, Liga MX, and some MLS playoffs, which um, the playoff stuff is, is always a really weird one. So this current round for MLS 
is best of three. So if you if the same team wins the first two games, there is no third match. And so there, we're kind of in this weird bit. I think it was uh, after Houston played RSL this, this past weekend, um, Black brought it up and he's like, if you're Houston and you're so good at home, do you even travel to, to Salt Lake to play the second? Like if you know that the third game is at home, why even try yeah. to win the second one away in at altitude in Utah? And they're kind of like, it's an interesting point. I don't think teams will do that. I think they would prefer to have yeah. like the third game off. But it is kind of like this weird thing to think about that because it's best of three, the teams that won the first match and have the third one at home maybe don't go quite as hard in the second one. I think there's there's definitely a bit of logic there if maybe the first game is super tight. If you know what I mean, like if the first game's like a draw or something like that. Or is there penalty kicks if it's a draw? Is that the way they no no? This Am one is, now, is that the third match they do that? No, no, no. It's there's no extra time in these in the, this round, in any of the three. Yeah. But next round oh, really? they go they do have it because it's a single, single match. Sorry. So yeah, maybe if the first game's a draw, then I don't know, maybe there's some kind of implications like that, maybe, but like I say, I, I can't imagine preparing for a game, thinking about we'll try, we'll we'll, we'll play them again, and yeah. we'll try next time before you've even played it. You know, so I find that I know altitude is a a difficult away journey. I get that, but if you score in the first five minutes, then you know, <laughs> you'll be kicking yourself. You know, so I, I just yeah, I don't see that shaking out. But I do think there is definitely going to be some interesting. Uh, dynamics on rotation depending on how game ones go potentially because yeah and maybe the draw maybe that's the thing we're looking for because you know there'll be a third match and no uh, so they can't draw it, it goes can't draw. They do penalties. yeah they, so, they did, uh, so i got you so, so yeah. it's it's a new format this year and every round is different which just like the rules are different in every round it just seems so stupid to have like a single playoff but they're like okay in this round you can draw and in this round well actually there are no draws they're like in this round you go to penalties in this one you go extra time and then penalties this one you play three no but the next one is just one yeah classic mls but anyway busy yeah so i think the i think it's ldu is the highest favored um licensed team yeah flamengo monterey internacional bahia and Toluca are above them technically in the odds, but I don't think any of them are fully minted. So yeah. Nep will be happy, yes. I guess. But we've got Columbus at home against Atlanta. Sao Paulo's not minted. Minero, who used to be Club America, Cruises all like this. If if you have Liga MX, if you're like a heavy Liga MX gallery, you'll have plenty of lineups this weekend. As Andy Black is sitting there, like, yep. <laughs> or not this weekend, yeah. excuse me, midweek. Yeah, I think LDU is probably a great shout there when they're at home, but normally their odds are really off the charts. So maybe that team's halfway decent. Um, Columbus Atlanta will be good fun. But yeah, the rest of those games, again, with League MX, I'm not too au fait with it, but when I see those matchup indicators, you know, defender, midfielder, they were all quite amberish, you know, quite yellow. There wasn't any clear, you yeah. know, oh, they should smash this team. Like, you know, when there's get 19 in midfield, is that America? Leon has got seven for an attacker, Tigre's seven for a defender. There's no. There's nothing there, but it's like, oh, that, that's a yeah. great game for whoever. They're all quite fair fights, it looks like. Yeah, nothing jumps out that makes me think, oh, I'll line up these guys instead of 
or against my Celtic one, against the Celticals. Jonathan said LDU won Sudamericana a few days ago, so they'll rotate this uh, game week, which maybe that's the reason over. that the odds are a little lower. Um, so I guess Perhaps, they beat yeah. Fortaleza, right? That's who they were. Um, so there's that. Oyston's asking about news on Carlos Hill. I have not seen anything yet, but I'm kind of assuming he doesn't play the next match after leaving injured this past weekend, but um, I haven't seen it, so... But yeah, no, nothing's. I'm gonna say I do like Columbus at home. If there's no Almada, there's somebody in the comments saying there's no Almada. If that's the case, I really like Columbus. Like Columbus are really good, and if Almada, um, if Atlanta don't have their teeth, then yeah, Almada's suspended for this one because he got a red card in the last match of the regular season. So if you're Atlanta, do you just say we're not going to win this one without Almada, and you just rotate everyone? Give them a rest could, before they play at home next match where he will be back and then away in Columbus for game three. Yeah, so like that kind of situation, maybe you start the game like 95%, let's try and win the first match. And mm -hmm. if you get to like halftime, 60 minutes, and you're two or three behind or something like that, maybe you go, right, regroup troops, retreat, and uh, we'll get them back in Georgia, you know, kind of thing or something like that. So, yeah, I could see that one happening. Perhaps Atlanta don't feel like a good... A good play this week. I, I, I do fancy Columbus to do pretty well because it's a confidence thing as well. You know, see as soon as like I, I know they know it going into it because he's suspended, like you said. But if you're Columbus and you know Almada's not on the team sheet, everyone is walking a foot taller before that game. You know, a bit more confident, just a wee bit more like you know that they can do it. So I think that's a, I think Columbus could be quite handy this weekend or this yeah. week. Yeah, yep. I think that's uh, that's fair. Challenger, I mean, when they're at the top. Actually, let's. Yeah, there's no even no champion this week, as well. So no second division, no Asia, and no champ Europe. So Dominic here saying Celtic and All Star Challenger prize pool is rubbish this week. I mean, they're the biggest favorite of the entire game week. So it feels like if you're gonna like, you may as well try to use your Celtic players to beat everyone because there's really no one else that's that big. You know, we don't have. Like you said, there's no Champions League. So we don't have, you know, Bayern at home against Copenhagen or something like that. And so, yeah, I think this is, we're all just competing for a second now against Quinny. That's all. I Well, I, so see, looking at the fixture list there, as you see it in front of you, right? Ajax should do something against Volendam, like in, in, on theory, right? And on paper, they should beat them and all the rest of it. But Hibs drew 0 now at the weekend there with Celtic. They did get beat off of Rangers the weekend before quite comfortably, it must be said. Um, but when I seen Hibs at the weekend, Hibs are actually pretty tidy. And Hearts, although we beat them the week before, again, very good team. And they're both at home to Ross County and Livingston, both teams that are actually pretty bad away from home. So Hearts and Hibs have actually got pretty good fixtures. And like I mentioned, the Celtic are great at home, even better. At midweek, Celtic are undefeated in the league. I remember this statistic from last season. It's obviously aged. I've not updated it. But since like 2016 or something like that, Celtic, if they play midweek in the league, win every game basically, which is fine. But mm -hmm. St Mirren are tough. And, you know, if Hearts beat Levy 4-0, you know, then like you know, the, the, the leaderboards will look different. It won't just be yeah. me at the top or whoever else is in the hoops. I think that's, that's completely fair to say that. Um, I guess we should also just mention that the Ajax uh, Volendam match is the only non-Scottish Premiership challenger match this game week. It's not it's not a full Eredivisie game week. It's just that one match, which was originally a midweek 
like what was that four weeks ago? But when Ajax and was it Feyenoord got postponed because people threw flares on the pitch, then they moved that one to midweek, which moved this match to this midweek. So it is a bit of a one-off there. And I think what you said is really important though, that yeah, if hearts all of a sudden come out and win four nil and Celtic win three nil, it's possible that the hearts lineups could outscore. Hendo's got a question specifically for you, Quinny, which I think is more, I think the biggest question this entire game week is where is Quinny going to play his lineups so that we can just avoid that. But anyway, Hendo's asking with five super rares, three Celts, two hearts, can he top 10 all-star super rare? Eh. How many entrants are there? Let me have a peek at that. It's probably a good question because top 10 is the money places. So it's in these all-star divisions, that's probably the first place you want to try and aim. 57 entrants at the moment. It's tough to say because well, see the one thing that I do find to take myself out of in these game weeks, which is maybe something that everyone joining in the stream can, if they've got teams themselves or if they don't have teams, can go along with is you are trying to put yourself in the position of the competition here, really. Like, so if you're thinking about the, the nosebleed divisions, like, all, uh, like super rares and whatever, it's maybe still true for uh, plus divisions and that kind of thing. But you're thinking about, right, okay, how many hearts like goalkeeper cards are out there how many hibs goalkeeper cards are there how many celtic are there how many ajax are there see they are the four main competition there and you know obviously it's harder at limited and rare to try and think about this as, as you go up kind of thing but yeah um it's it's one of those ones where the it, gauging the strength of your own team is the easy but gauging the strength of the field is almost impossible and I think, like, in theory, that team should probably get into the top 10, right? But if there's four hearts, like, full heart, heart stacks out there, and they get all the decisives, and with your two hearts players, you get one of them, you know, then you might not. So it's it's a funny one. But I do think hearts and Celtic are probably, like, because Livingston are a whole, Livingston and Ross County are very home-biased teams, but both very poor away but Livingston's is at home they play on like a different surface it's like one of these crappy plastic ones so mm -hmm. um, it's even of a more of a, a different scenario playing when they go away you know so I think Hearts and Celtic are probably right in amongst it and there's a combo it should be top 10 capable but yeah, hard to say let's see let's see how well Hendo can do Where, whereas, but see, a lot of people are saying to me in here as well about regions, right? But again, a big part of this that's missed, right, with um, these types of game weeks, right? If you don't have like a Hearts team, a Hibs team, Ajax, Celtic, whatever your your budget is, you know, I've still got a team that I can pair out this game week, and I've pretty much always got most of a team that can go out this game week with the size of my gallery. That's like bits and pieces. Maybe they're not all starters, but they've all got a fixture, and maybe we can rummage something together. And for how little there is in these island game weeks, like if you kind of do that bird's eye view of what we we're just talking about a second ago, how many playing goalkeepers is there at every scarcity of this game week? Like it's yeah. very minimal, you know. And then alongside those keepers, how many of them have got a full four-man starter complement next to them? You then whittle down a huge part of the field again. So, um, and again, we I think we spoke about this before, Laird, when we we're talking about two twenty, right? But when you look at Challenger and you might think like, oh, there's not many prizes there or whatever, right? But winning something's better than not winning something. So this game week, like cat modes, Challenger, All-Star, under 23, whatever it is you're thinking might be the angle or whatever. Um, it's 
you know, don't think about, oh, it's only a tier two if I get in the top, whatever, or I only get this if I get, because, you know, it's that or nothing, you know, because if you don't play that, this is, you know, there's nothing yeah. else to play this week. If you know what I mean, it's just, you've just got to see what the, what are the targets, what is there, and kind of forget about, like, oh, if I win cap 220, then I'm only getting a tier three. Well, it's like, well, you're not going to win all-star with your team. It's rubbish. That's why it fits in 220. You know, <laughs> you're not going to win challenger, you know, et cetera, et cetera, if you get me. So, um, don't worry too much about Challenger. Maybe there's other things you can be looking at. It's kind of what I'm, I'm swimming I wanted at to now. bring up this uh, point from uh, JC here. It said there's more money for finishing 30th in All-Star compared to 3rd in Challenger. So 30th in All-Star gets $65. That's All-Star rare. And then Challenger podium 3rd is $50. Huge. Now that only means something if you've got a team that can get 3rd or 30th. If you've got a team that's going to finish... 30th in this division or 60th in the other one then it doesn't matter you know yeah. so it's how good is your team and then it's, it's that missing part of the field we're trying to work out but i think we can quite confidently say idiots like me that have got like big power teams and all that kind of stuff iac stacks that are out there which we've not really spoke about so far they are going to be chasing this type of thing primarily because they are very roi centric but all, let's say 80 percent of people in the middle are doing this thing the now and it's like, oh, third place in Challenger isn't even the same as 30th and All-Star. And then you've got 80% of people writing it off, if you get me. Yeah. So, you know, and I don't know how many people watch the show. It's not going to be everyone that enters. So anyone that does watch this, you know, that's the sort of that's the sort of thinking you do have to put into this a little bit. It's like, you know, it's what could be actually won, not, oh, that's not as good as this. Because you might not win the other thing. Because, yeah, competition I, levels. I think that that brings up the really good point that a lot of people focus on what they can theoretically win. And a big part of so rare is making sure that you're competing against as few people as possible. Like it's easier to beat 10 people than it is to beat a hundred people. And so just that if like, Oh, I can only win $40 here. And it's like, well, what if there are only eight people who are trying, would you rather that? And the answer should be yes. Yes, I want to compete against fewer people, even if the upside, like if you don't have a lineup that you're like, I'm definitely finishing first, then sometimes it is just better to win what you can win instead of not win what you thought you could win. Yeah, totally. That made sense in my head before I said it out loud. No, no, I, I'm totally with you. And see like the lineup strength indicator that we now get on the lineup builder, that's kind of what I'm always trying to compute in my head is like, this is a 79 rated all-star team, but is it a hundred percent rated team in our division or is this as good as it gets? You know, and it's not like, oh, well, the prizes and all-star are better, but it's, you know, well, it's where does the, where's the team actually going to deliver? Where's it going to bang the hardest? Um, there you go. For example, you know, that kind of, that's before this lovely tool was invented. That's the mental gymnastics. Yep. I think you're always trying to do with um, lineup construction. And in these Island game weeks, it's just, it's so fine because you know, everyone who's watching the stream knows there's going to be people at the end of this game week that's going to win something brilliant with scoring like 80 points or having like one card in a team somewhere. That's going to happen. And everyone's going to be like, oh, how did I not play an under 23 or whatever? So um, there's always that wee bit of trepidation that goes through building teams as well that you're missing out on an easy win. For sure. Uh, so Hendo, we set, you had a 79 lineup score, lineup strength for All-Star and an 89 in Challenger Super Rare. That 89 is punchy, isn't it? Sure That's is. Big. Mm. It's tough. 
nice, nice dilemma to have, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must be nice indeed. Uh, so you mentioned the what goalkeepers are playing this week. So let's in each scarcity. So let's see who we got here. Easiest way to do it is for using the pick scores, because anyone with a reasonable pick scores um, protected to play probably. Yeah, exactly. So it is a decent list. In fact, that's already much longer than I thought. Wow. It so almost South American like, ones. Yeah, it's a lot of American ones. Yep. Which is part of the reason why Hendo's lineup was so much better in Challenger than it was in All-Star because he's not playing against a lot of these. Like the Challenger, now this is just limited. Obviously, we're looking at his um, at his super rare lineup, but these are all of the Challenger goalies for the entire midweek. And I don't yeah, even how know how many clean sheets are going to be there. Mitov, he's apparently tidy. So I was talking to somebody who picked him up. I know St. Johnson are rubbish, but apparently he's like a decent keeper. And St. Johnson are just minging. Get hammered at the weekend right enough, but apparently he's already... Might not start. I don't know. Um, Jonathan said, a lot of the South America keepers have a lot less supply than Europe because they were only licensed for one, yeah. for one year, which makes sense. That's um, they're sneaky they so many of those ones because they transfer around. You know, there's just lots of cards now that are at random teams like Talavera and, you know, whatever else. Yeah. And Rossi? Just a, yeah. The top there? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like this list. There we go. That's the end. Carlos Acevedo against Mazatlan. Is that? Oh, yeah. Awaited Mazatlan. Now, that's a, that's a fake pick score. He should be better than that. I was going to say earlier, when we were looking at the matchup indicators for the positions, just at the very bottom of the screen before we moved away from it, Laguna came on screen and theirs was actually popping. Like They looked like they were actually quite under underranked on that page. Um, but I thought I'll bring it back up when it's convenient because we're talking about something else. But uh, So Laguna, just with the, they, they were quite far down. They just came into screen before we moved away from it. Yeah, yeah, forwards of 12, mid 7, defender 6. That's like, it's a pretty good string, you know. Well, speaking of their forwards, or a good matchup for their forwards, as we look at the All-Star Limited, Juan Brunetta from Santos is the top, the only AAA forward in All-Star Limited this week. Love it. And I there believe his midfield, I cheated and looked ahead. So Rossi <laughs> is, somehow is the top one, but Brunetta's midfield card is the third best card of the, of the, um, of the game week. Jonathan said, Joe Hart has 900 limiteds, but Everson and Rossi have 300, which, yeah, there's the easy difference right there uh, when it comes to those. Um, Is that a column that you could add to this page? How many cards there are? Circulation, yeah. That's a great idea. Let me write that down. I'm actually writing it down, by the way. Love it. With my <laughs> NBA playoff Show off. Oh, I got my mystery jersey delivered today, but I wasn't in the house, so it's been delivered to my neighbor. Oh. Which, uh, what was it, Champion Europe? Champion Europe for two seasons ago, unsigned. <laughs> and, you know, I recorded me doing it. Oh, mate, I've, got, I've still got it to come out, but I recorded me getting it and how I managed to get it, if you know what I mean. Um, so that will come out, hopefully, in the next day or two. But um, it wasn't until afterwards to see the real kick in the teeth with it. I wasn't too bored. It's two seasons old or... It's unsigned. 
But see, after I'd done it, I was so happy I won it. Then it was like two month cooldown. And I was like, forgot, forgot about that. <laughs> but, it, um, but it's only, sorry, yours is signed or unsigned? Unsigned. Also, does so it you can still do it. You're not, the cooldown's not for a signed one, at least. Oh, yay. That's good then. I thought I'd done As soon as I'd done that, I thought, oh, what a rookie mistake. <laughs> 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 oh, I've just handcuffed myself for two months now. But no, that's good to hear. Yeah. Uh, so rude. Can we get a starting sub filters for the pick score page? If you want to filter on win percentage or clean sheet percentage, the top results are littered with players that won't start. Um, maybe. Sure. Yeah. sure. I think we're trying to redo this page anyway. So, um, yeah, I'll write that one down too. Oh, star super rare. That's good to see. Is that your lineup right there? McGregor, Kyogo, <laughs> Riley, McGregor, Kyogo scales for sure. Man, that's fun. I'm buzzing for it. I bet. I bet. It's funny as well because um, last last season, I think I went to two or three Celtic midweek games, like Celtic, uh, so they're sorted us out with tickets, and uh, I was at least I was at least one with McBride, maybe two. And see, every one of them, honestly, we did so well on them because it was like this kind of situation where Celtic were just playing and we were at home at Livingston or something, we'd beat them 4-0. And uh, so Celtic midweek's always great fun. I'm very much looking forward to it. And, yeah, uh, but um, I don't want to get too ahead of myself because I, I just, you know, like I say, we're writing off Ajax in real world, right? But so rare-wise, at home at Volendam, like, that could be a mess. Like, that could yeah. just be... Like they could rain a hundreds again for a game and beat them four 0 or something. That's not beyond the scope. So again, I, I'm I'm stopping myself from really uh, you know doing the victory lap before the teams yeah. are even submitted. But... You're not right. You're not checking the prize pool to see which player you're going to win this game week already. Um... I've had a wee look to see like where some Celtic supers are that kind of thing. But uh, beyond that, now nah, I'm not looking beyond it. Yeah, Ajax did oh. announce a new manager. Uh, three hours ago, Charlie just brought that up, but I think it was Johanneton mentioned it earlier. Um, nice. So I missed that. If you're a new manager bounce kind of player, there you go. <laughs> I will yeah. say that if you were a new manager for any club and your first game was home against Volendam, you'd be like, thank you very much for helping me get in here. Um, so I was I jumped ahead to U23 quickly just because these midweeks is, are also some uh, hairy trade specials, but we've got five under 23 goalkeepers for this midweek, um, which includes the two goalkeepers in the Ajax Volendam match, which I didn't know, but, and then they've got Zach Hemming away to Celtic, which feels like a poor matchup. Uh, in fact, none of them really have good matchups. Um, I'd say Will Dennis has got a great game. Will Dennis does. Yeah. Away. That's a fun jersey. That's what I was going to say, man. I like the kit. It's like a liquid dream almost. Yeah. Anyway. Come on, that kit's um, never looked so good. But yeah, he's all right. Under 23. Didn't realize. Yeah, not bad. A few more years, too. I don't know anything about the guy, but... Um, but yeah, he and then Schulte with home against Atlanta without Almada. Seems like a pretty good one to me. Yeah. 
I think uh, seeing that Ramage is under 23, it kind of makes me feel a wee bit better because, again, some people might take their Ajaxes and go under 23 heavy with them. I don't think you can get a full team out of Ajax at the moment, could you? But you can definitely get a 3-4. Um, Defence isn't a problem. Yeah. So Ramage, Avila, Vanden Boom, is he still? Mm, that's no, a bit old up front, Taylor. isn't it? Taylor's under 23. Um, but that's it. Yeah. Okay. Well. This team stinks. So, under 23 might be quite open. Goalkeepers, yeah. not many. Outfielders, not too sure what ones will be effective. This feels like a a week where somebody posts a screenshot that they won a reward without a goalkeeper. Yeah, that could happen. That oh, could definitely happen. Under 23. I guess he could be one. Um, Paulinho for a forward card. Mm-hmm. I hope with Fortaleza, who have got a hangover as well. Also, we just yeah. mentioned that Sudamericana final. Yep. Abdelaisima, good game for Rangers. Playing Dundee. If anyone's got his card, he's not got many. Looks like he's been doing pretty well lately. Yeah, he's on loan from Brighton. And uh, he's like, they've just hired Philippe Clement as manager at Rangers, former Bruges and Monaco boss. So they won the first game against Hibs at like 4-0 and then they drew with Sparta Prague 0-0 midweek and now they're going to wait at Dundee. So or they beat Hearts actually at the weekend. I forgot about that as well. But <clears throat> So yeah, they've had a wee new manager bounce and he's been, he was doing well on, even under Beal. SO5 wise, he was getting goals mm-hmm. and some decent AA and stuff. So yeah, he's a card to watch out for now. No one really overly dominant. I mean, we're down in the A's now, so that's not going to be that great. Other than O'Reilly. And I guess Morris could have a really good game against Atlanta. Hmm. Quite an open U23. Yeah. We'll see what kind of shenanigans Harry Harry pulls off this week. Um, <laughs> Luis said, just joined you. We already talked about Flamingo. Not really, other than that they were the top. Were they the top America? I think they were top. Yep. Yeah. I didn't think they had that many cards, though. Oh, I guess they do have one of those weird ones Ooh. where they had enough transfers that, like, doesn't Ayrton have, like, uh, where was he? Cheska? Moscow. Yeah. Oh, Dynamo. Moscow. Why not? Spartak. That's Spartak? Yeah. Oh, Dynamo's blue. Sorry. Don't upset the Russians, Laird. I, you're right. <laughs> Let's see. Why is CCV only an A? But oh. let's find out. Scales is a triple A. Let's look at that. Why not? Um, depends what the contest is, but I'm assuming that they're both here. The double A, and then I think they're both double A in All Star Limited. All Star. Is that cat mode? He's maybe looking at. He maybe got confused. Um, maybe. Yeah. Jay, what's the, what contest? Cause they're all, they change depending on the contest. Um, I was looking yeah, at that Flamingo team there earlier. Yeah, a, just gonna say, let me go back to Flamingo. Sorry. What were you saying? Team. There's a player in that team. See in midfield, his name is Polgar. See, if you look at this guy's scores, he used to play for Fiorentina. Uh, he didn't get cards obviously, but he's, I don't know how good they used to be, but he definitely used to be really good for a wee while. If we see this, oh, nah, not as impressive as I thought he might have been. But Fiorentina, he was good. I thought he might have been better in Brazil. Yeah. 
is that right? Not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Bye. It's a nice flamingo team overall. As I seen his name there as well. I thought, oh, tidy. Yeah, it's enough. Oh, I forgot Araujo was there. Yeah, Everton, Gerson. That's a strong, strong team, man. Yeah. That's a really fun stack to build if you if you had the pieces for it. To have no actual flamingo cards, but you could build like a full stack here. Is I love that. The thing I like about Gerson, Everton, even Ayrton, these types of guys, I see guys that are like good enough to go to Europe, but kind of didn't. And, you know, I've just came back now just to be at a top club again. They are, but, you know, they're the sort of guys you want in Brazil. Mm -hmm. It's a really nice team. Yeah. Good cards sure we can get from. Yeah. I mean, they're up there. If you have a stack, it's going to be pretty competitive for the whole game week um, here against Sao Paulo. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Let's do a quick check of cap 240. What do we got? Some more. Oh, there's like, this is wild to see a 62 L15 from Rossi still have a triple A in cap mode. Wow. I wonder, I guess opponent, a 59 opponent score for a goalie is really good. So they must just take about Santos must just take a ton of bad shots <laughs> that trickle to the goalie and they count as saves. Maybe they, a few of them dive a little bit. And so they jack up their scores. Um, yeah, Burgeis number Aye. one, which he's been horrible this whole season, um, which is why his L15 is so low. Ugh. He's he's kind of becoming, uh, some people might remember, but Burgeis made a move to the Premier League like a few years ago. He went to Watford or something like that, I think. And he wasn't that good um, before. He, I think that's how he ended up back at Feyenoord or maybe something else. But he's kind of... I remember him going to Ajax. I remember him being at Feyenoord and like scoring really well. And I remember thinking, this guy was like rubbish for Watford. I'm so surprised he's so good in Holland. And uh, when I see these scores, I think, yeah, this is kind of who I thought he was like <laughs> in the first place, if you know what I mean. So it kind of feels like when so, Tadic was at Southampton, is that where he was? Like he was okay yeah. there, but then he comes yeah. back to Ajax and just is the best player on the platform. It's like, there's the difference right there. Yeah. But David Marshall with a triple A thanks to his 37. Yeah, he's been very effective this year for Cap. Even the boy Lewis Miller as well. Again, watching the Celtic game, um, if anyone does have a Marshall, that Miller played fantastically well at the weekend. Um, he does look the part. It was against Luis Palma at Celtic, and I don't think that guy can dribble past anyone. So he's probably got like 55 duels won, this guy from the weekend. <laughs> um, because I know that, that Palma just can't he beat him in. How many duels is it? 12. Die. Four interceptions. He just had that guy in his pocket. But he looked the part. And Big Rocky, he looked the part as well. He looked pretty handy. And then that guy, Will Fish in defence, I think he's on loan from Man United or is a Man United Academy boy or something. Or a bunch so. of rare sales. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The community is taking notice for sure. Yeah. Some people seen him bossing against Celtic. Oh, he's Australian. Maybe he'll get capped. And he's got another. Uh... Another year of U23 after this season. He's a big unit of a guy, not a rugby player, you know. <laughs> Switch over when he goes back to Australia. <laughs> yeah, Aussie Rose. Right. Where was he? Let me see. On the U23 pick scores. He's got to be pretty high up there, right? Yeah, probably. There he is. Nay. Third best defender. And mostly just from his relatively poor scoring history, like here, 
Yep. Not as much these three. Were those decisives? No. Jeez. Oh, one of them is, yeah. 58. There's a lot of jewels there. Let's see it. 19. 19. Jeez. Do you remember when the Scottish League first came on? There was a guy called Paul McGinn. If, uh, mm -hmm. if you look at his form, his form is off the charts. And when I drilled into his data, like his scores, it was like he was winning 25 duels a match <laughs> and stuff like that. And I was thinking, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, he had a good patch of form when they first came on. He was like a bit of a monster defender. He's still halfway okay. But it just seems sometimes in Scotland that some of the games, they just get lots of duels. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe it, you know, it's, it happens in the match, obviously, but it's just the style of football. And yeah, if you've got a defender that just scoops them up, there's say 16, Joe's one, it's just mad. Hmm. So, yeah, that is a lot. Um, yeah, just a full fledged SPFL week. Charlie said this week is the Scottish holders for Scottish holders, is the equivalent <laughs> of the Christmas period for Prem holders. That makes, I like that. Well, um, Charlie says that, but do you know who else also plays football all the way through December? Scottish League. So it's not really Christmas time for Prem holders. It's Scottish <laughs> time for <laughs> it's Christmas time for all of us. All right, let's see. Jason on my sewer data, CCV is triple A. But like oh, all star rare. Ooh. Let's see. Maybe there's is some... there a difference in rare then? Is that maybe a scarce uh, uh, issuance thing, perhaps? Maybe there's Could less be. cards. Yeah, it could be like a few cards that existed before there were limited cards and then they went to like unminted. Hmm. Both the same to me. <laughs> There's a gremlin in your system, Jay. Hmm. I don't know. I'm picking scales. I see them talking in there who they'd be picking, Vickers or scales, but I'm picking scales all day. Scales is the is one that plays passes scales is getting all those forward pass points now you know that starfelt used to get car vickers used to get a lot of them but we had a lot of problems with keeping the defense fit sometimes yens played we had him last year we had a bunch of people play last year but when scales is scoring big he's getting he's getting all the forward passing he's getting interceptions he's getting joe's one uh car vickers has not had a real run this season to get a gauge on any change to his scoring but when you watch celtic like the ball goes to scales and then it gets played forward most of the time I, I would guess I would guess the big difference is this that just yeah Gales has been just been playing whoops, sorry has just been playing more and so because he's been playing more these are in his L15 as opposed to these scores yeah that's all Liam King. said my heart stack versus your Celtic <laughs> stack in super rare Quinny bring it on ooh there we go. I've got a level 20 unique running in it, so I'm feeling all right about it, you know? So I don't want to brag or anything, but I've had that thing for two years <laughs> now. <laughs> level 20. I only noticed that yesterday because a bottle of bar has been going around there. I don't know if you know this, but a bottle of bar has been trying to buy some Celtic cards. Ooh. Yeah. We, some wee birdies have been messaging me. Did you get an offer? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I did get an offer. Did you get an offer? It's this one, the McGregor? Yeah. Did you boost those at all or boost that one? Uh, I think I boosted them when he was at level 17 or 18, I think. Um, 
And yeah, the fifth man's a hard pick. Hitate is injured, but it's basically between Scales or Dyson. And you like this earlier, but uh, me and McBride did a watch along at the weekend. Uh, or yeah, we were doing something we were talking anyway, but I've got a name for my, my Scales and my Taylor, like combo play. Scaler. I love it. So maybe I play Hart and Scaler along with McGregor and Kyogo, or maybe I go take Taylor out and put Dyson in. I don't know. The scales not have Celtic cards? Not a super yet. Maybe he's got one super, but uh, no, so I'm busting for it. Should be a good one. Ooh, yeah. gosh, these cards are nice. Yeah, they, they are. They aren't they? They're really grown on me. The more I, the the more you see them, the mm -hmm. more you play with them. It's, especially rewards as well. I think they've done a pretty good job of you know. I want a Japanese card, so you still get that flying around. But they've done a pretty good job, I think, of giving like a lot of rewards. I see is a lot of three D everywhere very quickly. You know, mm -hmm. there's maybe I don't know if it's been pushed necessarily, but they've done quite well. Like at least getting these things filled up and ready to go and and. Uh, issued out the disrespect on Iwata is incredible I was just about to and you know I'm tempted Soraya Josh to put Iwata into my 240 this week because uh, Hitate has uh, got a I'm going to quote he's got a hamstring tear right we don't know the grade of it right but that's the words that have came out so Hitate is out in my mind for six weeks at this point we'll wait and see what actually happens but when I hear hamstring tear six to eight weeks is what comes into my mind straight away so Paolo Bernardo who has Benfica cards. He started at the weekend and he didn't impress, uh, to be honest with you. So Iwata scored a lovely goal against Hearts at the weekend. If you didn't see it, it's like football porn. It was like, you know, 17 yards out and he wellies it layered and it's like crossbar, bar, rifles right round the net. You know, it's <laughs> a porn singer uh, of a shot. So anyway, he didn't play at the weekend. He's got a lot of energy. I fancy he could come in Maybe he sits deeper and McGregor goes into Hitate's position or maybe he goes into Hitate's position because that's where he was when he scored the goal against Hearts. That's why I was bringing it up there. But, you know, something in two minds, it probably will be Bernardo. I think he'll give him the minutes again since he started them at the weekend. But I really do hope he does play Iwata and I'm tempted that he might do it and I'm tempted to put him in my 240 ahead of Mikey Johnson who might come off the bench. But that's not much mm -hmm. of a, you know, it's not like it's two bad choices I've got in essence, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. So Luis was yeah, asking to start. I don't think so. Turnbull's out of contract end of season. And the fact that well, I don't know. So Turnbull came on at the weekend quite quickly. Maybe he could, but it's Turnbull, Bernardo, and Iwata is the is the revolver here that you're trying to work out what's happening with. And Iwata's probably the furthest away on paper. Turnbull's had the most minutes. Mm -hmm. And Bernardo's only on loan, so it's not like you know. So I don't know. If I was the manager, I'd be picking a water. That's why I can't shake. If you know what I mean. And then the next thing I moved to was well, Brendan's played Turnbull quite a bit. He does like Brent. He does like Turnbull quite a bit. And then you just need to look at this guy. But since he's came in, Bernardo, he's got minutes since he's came in. He's come off the bench consistently. He's got a start at the first opportunity, essentially. So maybe he keeps him in again. Um. So the midfield spot is probably hard to pick, which is why when it comes to Celtic midfield this week, it's only O'Reilly or McGregor you're looking at because there's, you know you can't take anything else really. <laughs> I 
Love it. Luis said, maybe we'll see each other on the podium in All-Star Super Air. I've got Rossi, Ayrton, Garrison, uh, Kyogo, and an extra. I don't know if I'm going with Johnston or Preciado. Ooh. Well, Johnston came off uh, with a concussion at the weekend or a suspected concussion. Like the ball got rattled off his face at point blank range. Oh. Um, but the, but the, after, you know, all the word is it's green lights. It's all good. It was just a, it was just a precaution kind of thing. So I also, thing, actually, yeah, exactly. Well, that's the way it was, mate. Like it, the ball hit him right off the face. And then like a minute or two later, the plays went on and then he just went on the ground as if he's going to vomit. If you know what I mean? It was just like, looks like you drank too much in a night out kind of body posture but yeah everyone says he's fine and whatever so i wasn't too sure if there was a wee chance that ralston would maybe start this game but like i say st Martin are in third so celtic mm -hmm. won't do that unless it's kind of needed and yeah. if he's getting the all clear johnson he's probably fine to go but it's just something to maybe think about if you've got an either or situation yikes yeah um just trying to see if the challenger like Quinny, the what was that one, two, three, four, five, six? The six top players in Challenger are from Celtic. It's good fun, isn't it? Defensive stack, but you're going to be playing double double defense for that team, probably maybe double mm. mid. But but yeah. Well, have you guys? Yeah. Oh, ouch! Oh, do you know what? I heard that? I heard the end of that story, and uh, I stay away from things that. Are a bit like yeah that have involved blood and stuff just, just i'm a bit too squeamish so i didn't i didn't want to investigate on what happened but i didn't know the guy died that's horrible to hear i thought we're talking about a hockey player here yeah i thought there was another a separate incident happened recently also that had the same outcome unless it, i didn't think this one was a cut I don't know. I, I'm the same way. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. Anyway. Yeah, it gets me the, the creeps. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, I think that's all we got because when we're all playing for second, thanks to this guy, <laughs> there's really not much to say. Um, so thank you, everybody, for joining. If you could please like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Shout out to this guy here. And, yeah, if you have Celtic cards, I think you're going to be excited for this midweek. And if you have other cards... At least you have them. So there's that. So thanks for everyone for joining and uh, good luck this midweek.